Jack's RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why, hello! And welcome to... Oh, which is this? All right, get, yeah. So Con fog. Uh, uh, season <laughs> twenty three, episode nineteen of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. Uh, this is Tappy. <laughs> I'm Chris, and I'm also producing. Let me switch to the that. We're Hi, spinning. we're here. Hi. We're all here this now. Should probably should go up. Shouldn't yeah. Sitting in front of my. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, we probably should raise that up. All right. Nice. In this episode, we're going to be. Having some reflections about uh, the game convention last weekend, uh, and we're going to be uh, we got an email from Johnny from New Zealand, and he writes in about setting rules, and then Greg from Virginia writes in about trying new systems. But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. Now's a good time to send emails. Uh, we're on social media: Twitter, happyjacksrpg, Instagram, happyjacksrpg, Facebook. Happy Jacks RPG and MeWe, Happy Jacks RPG. <laughs> wow! And I didn't post. I haven't posted on there in like a week and a half. I finally tuned in and kind of looked around and then left. <laughs> <laughs> there's not, there's there's not many, many people there yet. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. Uh, yeah. Oh, we have like a, a over a hundred people in the Happy Jacks group there. Wow. So, if you would like to watch the show live, and we suggest you do, go to happyjacks.org/live. At 7 p.m. Pacific time on Fridays when we do this show. Plus, of course, all of our APs. You can find the schedule for that at happyjacks.org slash schedule. Or if you're from England, schedule. Uh, there's one other thing. Oh, we have a forum. New forum. Happyjacksforum.com. Happyjacksforum.com. Go on there. Register. We're not going to change it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's changed. Three times. No, more than that. Oh, four. Five. Five? Because the original one was... The original one was was uh, a WordPress based one, yeah, and it outgrew oh, it f- quickly. Yeah. Then then I had one that was in like PHP BB that I was hosting, yeah, and then I, it got hacked and it was yep. a pain in the ass recovering it. So then and we Pro switched boards. to ProBoards, <laughs> and then we tried something yep. else, and now we're on something else. Oh man, the the first Happy Jacks forums were uh, that was awesome way back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. Before Facebook that. killed them. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook really has kind of killed forums in a lot of ways. All right. Uh, I love so the new ones. They're good. <laughs> the new yeah. forums are great. Yeah. And the, the big thing is we wanted it to, to be as mobile-friendly as possible. Yeah. And the app... I mean, some people thought it was fine, but some people didn't like it. And it just wasn't... It didn't seem like it was cutting it, at least for some of us. Um, so the convention... <laughs> now, uh, obviously, we just had a convention show, so we don't need to rehash everything that happened. Um, but did any anything, any interesting games anyone played after Saturday night? The show. Um, yeah, we did for the Queen all night long. <laughs> oh, after the show, <laughs> after the show, and I had to get up oh, early. The game. The, yeah, we did for the Queen all. <laughs> All night long. I, I had to get up early because I was going to Scottish Festival in Long Beach, and I wanted to leave in time to find parking and all of that. Um, but that was, uh, I was up at 3.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning playing this game. Eesh. And I blame the Happy Jacks people. Right. In, in particular. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. And, uh, you know, drinking, staying up too late, <coughs> a full day at, at Scottish Festival. It was really interesting. Yeah. Now that, this is a game that's not even out yet. It comes out in, like, June or July or something. It's uh, a really good game. It's going to be pre-ordered pretty soon, I think, in, oh, is in it? March. Okay. And I, 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 I checked uh, Evil Hat said mm-hmm. the release date. They were shooting for summer, June, yeah, I think. Right? It might say summer, yeah. Yeah, but they are, uh, I think they're supposed to be pre-ordering in March. Okay. It's a fantastic game. We played it on ShadowCon also, so you can get an actual play. And uh, of that, it w- I think it was at the end of December. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will also be, uh, <coughs> quick, quick uh, promo for Small Game Hunter, we'll be uh, dissecting, discussing that game on Small Game Hunter tomorrow. And then when it comes that's out, to, the cast. What, that's tomorrow? Yep. Okay. Yep. So they're going to be, they're being cleaning it and taking yeah. out the innards. Yeah. And then, <coughs> like, splaying yeah. it and then tanning its hide. Looking for and, the right. spleen. And, and then with the little pins, <laughs> what everything is, right? Yeah. yeah I, I hope not. Tomes is the only 
only one that has a copy of the game, as far as I know. Um, oh and so God. if you are pinning it and skinning it... No, right. we, would, we would never do that. <laughs> I'm sure Alex well, Roberts would have some, some words for it. Well, with small games, all you really... Small game, all you really have to do is just turn it inside out, right? Right, pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. Like, quail, you just, yeah. just pop the rib cage and you got those two little nice pizzas and mm-hmm. you wrap them in bacon. Mm. <laughs> no, sorry. Like, it's not even the quail. Like All I can picture is when we had to dissect giant earthworms in ninth grade. Well, or no, whatever. you don't turn those inside out. Uh, no, but no. I just was picturing that. We had to do the cow eyes. And they smelled bad. We did... I had two different biology classes in high school. We did we did the, some kind of weird worm. It was a big worm. It wasn't an earthworm. Mm. And then we also did... I didn't take that class. Anatomy class did fetal kittens. Or cats, no regular cats. Okay. This um, joke has just gotten out of control. <laughs> and then, but when I took marine biology, we had sharks, squids, really? and sharks. Yeah. Wow. Uh, squid L- is little, the most tasty of sea creatures. Yes. Mm, delicious. Yeah. I love them. So, um, uh, anyone else play anything interesting? Um, I played in a vampire game that halfway through, like two Happy Jacks guys knocked on the doors as NPCs and then took us to another room where we were suddenly LARPing. I heard about that. Yeah. that was, was that Dave's? That that is, yeah, Dave, that Dave's, Dave's, game? Dave's game. I saw pictures. Yeah, that's basically it. And, uh, <laughs> Dave, he does elaborate games. Yeah. He does some elaborate and, stuff. And this was really elaborate. So, yeah, and then we showed up to the room where there were uh, two other Happy Jacks <laughs> people already in character. Uh, with with uh, in the boardroom, yeah, in the boardroom, right, and then yeah, then we played in the boardroom as basically a LARP for a good like hour and a half mm-hmm. um, while yeah. we were continuing to drink. That's what and we're was going so on. So much fun that we just kind of continued to drink, and then oh, on yes. Friday got way 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 too drunk, and then <coughs> everything went downhill from there. Right, but yeah, that was great. I mean, it was just things that are unexpected are always fun. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like in the last Vault 818 game what uh, Jason did, where he like taped new character sheets under for uh, Brotherhood of Steel characters we were playing. Spoilers. Right. Um, but it's like, he didn't have, he could have just passed them out, but just like the whole thing of like reaching under and grabbing it because they're uh-huh. already put there. It's just, it's, and you it's get a really new character fun. sheet, and you get a new character yeah. sheet. <laughs> um, but yeah, little twists, and especially because we're at a con, and so including all these other. <laughs> Like people that we know and love into this game that we're already playing, just just a blast. Yeah, that's super cool. Like like doing something yeah. like that at a con. I wish I had thought of before, because it kind of sounds like a no brainer all of a sudden. Of why don't you just bring in other people? But if it was at a regular table, you'd suddenly have a GM with eight or nine players. Right. But if you're like mm-hmm. larping, basically, you can just sit back and watch us mm-hmm. do our stuff together. Sure. And Absolutely. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ran a, uh, a horror game with Mac that mm-hmm. was Traveler that we didn't tell them. Well, they knew it was a horror game. <coughs> then we told them Mac couldn't go. So we are doing Traveler instead. Mm-hmm. And then we told them halfway through that that it was a, actually a Traveler horror game. Cool. Uh, and that Excellent. was fun. So how'd, that the was big the re- how'd the big reveal work? It worked okay. That's what it always it happens. Okay. It always happens. <laughs> big reveals. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes big reveals are great. Um, yes. I've had them work really well. Um, Isn't it a, always, though, on the other end of the table, there's a big reveal for you, but for the rest of the table, it's just it's a reveal. You know, oh, well, that happened. Mm. Okay. No, I've, I've had ones where they're like, oh, shit, yeah, what the actual there. fuck? But yeah. because also because it's an AP. Um, I think that's the exception rather is, than the rule, though. Oh, it, the, yeah. The big reveal thought, yeah. going over like that. Um, we also had to tell them ahead of time that it was going to be a horror game, so nobody was like, oh, I didn't sign up for a horror game, I don't want that. Right. And make sure that people watching knew it was. So uh, it was like, haha, surprise, we're back to a horror game. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we're doing a horror game again. Right. Um, as opposed to if we're playing a traveler game, and then this is like the fifth or sixth session, and then suddenly they realize they're in the Shining in jump space, and they mm-hmm. can't get out. Oh fuck! Right, that's a completely different feeling. Um, but it, I mean, it, it worked pretty okay. Um, cool. And uh, the game itself, as like a haunted house sort of movie, uh, worked really well. So that was a lot of fun. So it was like the uh, uh, what was that that movie in the nineties, the um, Event Horizon? Yeah, yeah. I, I went in see that. That's the idea. <coughs> I went into that movie not knowing it was a horror movie. Yeah, I yes. went in thinking it was a sci-fi. legit yep. the shit hardcore sci-fi yep. movie, yep. and then halfway through, I'm so like, did I. Oh fuck! This is horror. Yeah. And the, the then it went oh, way down the scratching on the tent. Yeah, 
it oh man it and it just and yeah. it just mm, so like I want to do that I want to give people that feeling that I had of oh my god this is not sci-fi uh-huh. right um didn't work that great but it was okay yeah like like it wasn't bad but it was, it was okay cool so I need to figure out how to do that later. Right. Uh, in a better way. I have to repeat my con experience next time because I always want to be on this show because so I could talk about all right. this stuff. <laughs> and I had a medical emergency, right? And I'm alive. I'm not transhumanist, Gina. I'm, uh, but I they resleeved you. I know. <laughs> but I was gonna run. Uh, t- t- I had two games. I was supposed to help facilitate for the Queen uh, Kagamatsu, mm-hmm. which I was excited about. Um, Velvet Glove. I was gonna run. Um, and play Aegon 2 and all sorts of stuff. So I'm excited for next con. But I want to hear too because I was uh, I was stalking all y'all's social media all weekend long so I could kind of stay in the scene. And I was really excited about the stream. Right. It, it seemed like it went it worked, really it worked well. well. It yeah. was fun. <clears throat> yeah. It was fun. Cool. And that, the session that I was in was really amazing. It was that Merkiger. Merkiger. That was Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. That was really great, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Tones did a great job facilitating. But I have to say, Jason did a great job producing. He was awesome, knobbing and dialing. You know, mm-hmm. you guys that's did. actually uh, we have an extra knob and dial board. Knob and just, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> just not attached anything. Right. Now, yeah. you, you ran a vampire game on Friday night. I'm sure you talked about it, but it was Vampire Friday. Yeah. And then Merkiger, and then Kurt Potts ran a game. Yeah. Yes. I, but that was all before the. That was all before. So then, after the stream was Good Society and your Traveler game, right? Yeah. On the stream yeah. on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, okay, now talk about your, the. You have a Kickstarter happening and a game coming out. Let me just say, Kickstarters, do your due diligence. There's always a risk. You've been warned. Go. <laughs> 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 well, on that note. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we talked a lot about it last week, so I won't belabor, but I'm very excited about it because it's been going on. Uh, it's a very strong start, so mm-hmm. it's uh, very, very excited about it. This is Great happened. American Novel. This is right? the Great American Novel, a role playing game, not to be confused with a Great American Novel. Um, it's, that would be a little presumptuous. Yeah. I'm doing a Kickstarter for my Great for American my Novel. Great American <laughs> novel. Although, <laughs> when I was looking at Kickstarter, I saw some people did exactly that. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Really? Wow. Multiple yeah. people, right? Wow. I need money for my great American novel. That's some high self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's maybe it's justified. I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, it's a character-driven system so that you can play uh, and focus on character and not plot. <coughs> Works in any setting. Um, you brought up The Shining. I think I talked about this yeah. last week. We mm-hmm. played The Shining, and it was very The Shining. It were, went really well. Because you're not you're not worried about any rules. You just worry about you know what you want, and that's it. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna run it tomorrow for ShadowCon yeah. with Tina. I'm very excited. And uh, we're we're going to be what uh, time are you guys doing that? Seven. Seven. Seven Pacific. p.m. Yep. Seven p.m. Pacific time. Seven yeah. p.m. Pacific. We got uh, the lovely uh, the lovely Adam and Joey and Kathleen and I will be playing Great American Novel. We're playing awesome. Downton Abbey. Yeah. And I I'm just watching, watching the shit out of it. Right? I'm just, watching it. I'm a, I'm in the third season right now. So good. So we're gonna do kind of season one. Uh, I'm actually thinking our own thing. Yeah. But we'll talk about it tomorrow. Absolutely. But anyway, again, it works lovingly called again. It works great on all of those settings. Um, the Kickstarter is going strong right now. We have, I say we because Gallant Knight Games is publishing. That's um, awesome. We are at uh, almost I mean, six or seven hundred more dollars. Uh-huh. So awesome. we're and we're what, just five days in. So um, so yeah, if you haven't backed it, please That's do. Excellent. Uh, you have until the thirtieth. Of which month? Of February? No. no there aren't 30 days. 30th so. of March. Yeah. <laughs> 30th of February. There are no 30 days. Our, our goal is $1 billion. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very exciting. It's a lot of fun. But come to the Kickstarter, at least just to see uh, Robbie Bear's art. He was at the con, and mm. he does, he's an amazing artist. He's, he's done some really good work already on the, on the Kickstarter. Awesome. And we'll see you tomorrow night, too. Yeah, congratulations. I'll be sitting there. You'll be sitting here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excited. All right. Understanding setting rules from Johnny from New Zealand. Kia Ora douchebags. I, I don't remember what that means. I think he said... I looked it it's up. It's a greeting. It just says hello and... Yeah. Um, What's it, Mary? Mary? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Johnny from New Zealand with a question I've spent more time thinking about than I've spent playing RPGs in the last year. Sad face. Uh, How important is it to you as a player that the rules that govern the world in which the game takes place, most commonly magic or future technology, are easily understandable? Reason number... 347 that I think D&D is total horseshit is that the magic system is totally incomprehensible. Either that or understanding them requires taking 20 levels in total fucking loser plus there's also a feat you have to take for that. Uh, plus taking all of the feats that remove any need for social interaction. My, my. He threw down the gauntlet there. A little hyperbolic, don't you think? A little bit. I, I think so. I want to hear what 346, what reason 346 is. Right. Yeah. Well, I want to hear what number one is. That's going to that's gonna be explicative laden. Um, I'm still laughing at that. How do clerics who pray to gods, warlocks who make blood packs with demons, and wizards who just use books... All exist in the same world. How do the gods feel about demons? How should my wizard, who has dedicated his life to learning spells, feel about either the cleric or the warlock, who haven't shown any dedication to learning the craft that they have? This isn't an answer that I, as a player, can intuit. Well, that's the game master's job and the story's job to right. tell all that. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as a player, I feel that some level of understanding of the rules that govern the setting is important to enable me to creatively solve problems. It's easy to do this with physically-based characters because I, as a person that inhabits a body, have some understanding of what a super-capable body might be capable of and can voice what I want to attempt to the GM. This sound is a little poppy. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, yeah, everything got moved because of the con. Um Uh, But if the rules of magic are too complex, hidden, or simply don't exist, taking a spellcasting character from I cast my spell to even though I'm out of spells for today, I want to try to burn some of my physical energy to cast a desperation fireball is difficult. The system simply isn't understandable enough to make this easy to adjudicate. A great GM will often be able to handle this situation, but as a GM, I place a lot of value in systems that are easy to understand so that I can allow my players to do cool shit while feeling it was totally fair and within the spirit of the story we are creating. I also recognize that when it comes to RPG setting, consistency and immersion are things that really elevate a game for me and make it, and maybe isn't as important as other players, which is why I turn to you, Jackers. Nga, Mihi, Johnny. P.S. I don't really hate D&D. I just wish people would branch out from, from an RPG for dummies when there are so many good games to be played. I'd like to call his attention to the sentence that said reason number 300. P.S. Drink. Drink! <coughs> I have nothing to drink. I don't have none either. Oh, no. Um, Eat almonds. <laughs> So I kind of understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I, mean, I can he's, also. He's kind of talking about the underlying reason why magic works. Yeah, the, uh, uh, what technology like, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, like why the fuck do you have spell slots and things like that? Like well, why is yeah. that ordered that way? And like I have something like for um, I always do something a little different in a lot of these games so that things make sense to me as a GM so that I can uh, be off the cuff, kind of like what he's talking about. And so one of the things like in Exalted. I like to think, because there's no planet in Exalted, right? It's all flat, and you have the four elemental poles, and as you go closer to them, it's more and more elemental. I'm like, cool, that's it's magic. It's just motherfucking magic. That's why it works. But then all uh, for me, I like to go all the way down to, like, there are no atoms. Instead, there are least gods that are not... Uh, uh, they're not sentient, but you have, like, fire and earth and water, and they go together into these molecules, and that's, you know, water is just... Like water, least guns. <coughs> okay. But, uh, like gunpowder is, you know, four earthly gods and five fiery gods and this and whatever connection. So that's kind of like, uh, uh, like an explosive pattern where like nitrogen, uh, right, goes down and releases energy because it bonds with other nitrogen. Blah 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 blah. You've woven the magic system kind of into the the, the whole fabric of yeah. the setting, so that. Because when you go from that, then you can have the caveat, of course somebody can just do some ritual and make gunpowder. Because it's all just these are the least gods. So that means that uh, alchemists are doing 
stuff I can understand that isn't and and do things like create gold. That's right. totally doable in this kind of world. Whereas otherwise, it's kind of more difficult to have that caveat or just go, okay, well, it just turns into gold. Well, now I know exactly why it turns into gold, and right. and from that, then I can extrapolate on and on and on and on and on. Um, and so that's just I like to do that. That's what I like to do with world building. Um, so I, I, well, there's, I there's some levels here he's going to. One of them is this spell slot thing. Right. I mean, D and D is an abstraction. The rules are an abstraction. They're not supposed to be simulated. We're not playing simulationist games anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and no. so I think it's okay to have that abstraction up here and then go back down into the world, as long as the world is consistent in of itself. I don't care how batshit crazy the rules are in the world. Like I don't care how Numenera it gets, as long as it's <laughs> consistent within the framework. But then the rules on the top, this should be an abstraction. I think what he's saying is that they are not consistent. That's because how warlocks work differently than clerics, yeah. and that I think what he's trying to say is that it's not. It, to him, it doesn't feel consistent. Yeah, and, and vanilla, that can be no. frustrating. Yeah, and vanilla, no. But I think that's the point of world building and building it out like what you're talking about. You do with Exalted. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've done a my homebrew on D and D, and I have my rules on how magic works. And clerics are actually more like angels and products of the divine, mm-hmm. not really those that worship. And whereas you, you know, you have a contract with the devil. That's a warlock. Uh, I, I think that's the role of the GM too. Well, and I think as long as when you're playing a character, you feel like you understand how your character. And the skill set that you have and what makes you up fits into that world. And so I do think it's important that you understand the, the rules and, and the way that the world functions uh, for your character. So that if things do become more complicated or if I have to have multiple setting books that I understand in order to problem solve, that is going to be hard. Because then... At some point, you're either going to have to be yes-anding me and then it doesn't matter, or you're going to have to say, well, it doesn't really work like that, which I've been at tables where that happens, too. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that's not how that works. And now there's really an ideal solution. Right. To that kind of situation. So really just the GM needs to do more world, build, world building yeah. and then inform their players about that. And just make up shit. Yeah. And Raw Forgotten Realms does not do a good job with this. I mean, anything's possible with no reason. You just said, oh, it's the gods. Oh, it's magic. Oh, it's the weave. And it's just kind of hand-waved. But there are settings that do a good job of saying, this is why this works. This is why that works. And if the, if the internal logic works, then that's fine if you abstract it and have spell slots. Yeah, my, my impression is he would be fine with this if... You, you you understood why cleric magic works. Like if you understood the mechanics behind it, not the game mechanics, but the the actual mechanics of what it is that the cleric is doing to invoke the god's power to give them the ability to do what they're doing, as opposed to the warlock or whatever. And it's if those things all fit into some sort of celestial orders up there somewhere, I think they would. I think it would be fine. Mm-hmm. And that it is it is kind of a hodgepodge. Yeah, it really is. Although, what's the other? What's the game? Is it RuneQuest that has two different magic systems? I, I think know. it's RuneQuest. I only played RuneQuest once. I don't remember. I think there. Are, I, th- I think it's RuneQuest. There are. There's like two totally different kinds of magic mm-hmm. systems. Oh, their own spells and everything. Because uh-huh. that's one of the things that I think. One of the. One of the things that D and D does, which I, I, I'm sure they do for. For ease of learning, is there's here's the big book of spells. Mm-hmm. And then, depending on whether you're a cleric or a wizard or this, you will get these spells at this level and these spells at this level. But there's one. There's only that, that one source of the spells for mm-hmm. all the rules. And I think if you're going to have three different kinds of magic, it'd almost kind of be cool if it's like, oh no, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do destructive magic, it has to be this kind. It has to be has to be demonic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and then I, to me that that would make it a little more interesting. I was. I was going to say, because I wonder if it doesn't bother me as much because it's magic. It's not technology. So it's like, okay, if there's divine magic and there are gods, okay, then there are demons. So if I can make a pact with a demon, okay, the demon evokes or or I can work, I can do magic through that pact, through that demonic person, presence, entity. In the same way a cleric or a paladin can perform divine magic so not understanding like what enables that magic doesn't bother me right but i think it needs to be consistent in of itself i'm working on a setting now that um where the gods have died they were fallen literally as stars to the ground 
And so what does that mean for a D&D framework? That means no more uh, anything divine. Right, no clerics, no paladins. Right, uh, and, and, and so uh, what, where does magic then come from? Right. And so um, I, I, I just sat down and explained it. Well, now it's spiritual energy. Since there's no God to take you <coughs> off to the afterlife, your spirit remains, and your spirit can, over time, absorb into the world or be a ghost and yeah. ascend. And, um, and that means then we're working off of spirits and spiritual energy entirely. Mm-hmm. Now, it might have a different flavor, like I'm doing this in the memory of the gods, and so therefore... But it, I, I'm a cleric. But the kind, the, the actual substance is the same as what a wizard's doing. Just mm-hmm. different prescription. Right. Um, now, like, one game I really think had very good internal consistency, like what you're talking about, like, <coughs> there's god magic and then there's wizard magic. And why is that different is Mage the Ascension. Mm, yes, that's a that's, good It's yeah. great because yeah. everybody does magic and there are these different spheres that kind of determine how you do magic, but it's all just what your paradigm is. So... Mm-hmm. In, so, yeah, like the Hermetic Order and the uh, yeah. Celestial Chorus, they're doing divine magic and they're doing wizard magic. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that is a kind of internal consistency I think he's looking for. That's kind of internal really consistency good. I really like. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great example. I yeah, love that game. I, I, I have found that magic system to be incomprehensible. I the, have to play it. I have to it play is. it with someone who knows it. The magic, <clears throat> you need a really good GM who really knows how magic works and also how to rein people in so they don't yes-end themselves into oblivion. Yeah, because yeah, it will. super easy You to can do change that. time. You and can, so right. once you, uh, a good GM That's really par- knows how to paradox. balance that with paradox right. and, and also it's like, um, I don't think you can do that with those spheres, but you can do something like this. There's somebody um, that runs at a strategic con from time to time. Keep an eye on uh, Stephen. Yeah. I think his name is. Okay. He does it, a good job. Yeah, but it's it's fun when it's run right. Um, um, there's a, also a book series that this r- reminds me of, and I forget what it's called. And somebody is probably going to know it in chat. But there are like these two uh, people who are like the last of their races, and they each cast magic. <coughs> but one has like they use like deductive logic, and the other one uses inductive logic in order to do the magic. But it's still the same thing. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that same sort of like internal consist- consistency that I like in games, where it's, it's like you're all doing magic, but it's very different from each other, but it's right. still doing magic. So like if there's more consistency, I think, between like, especially like clerics and warlocks, how are they really that different? Mm-hmm. Well, because warlocks are with demons. Well... Right. Gods, yeah, warlocks. Right. Do you have to be how, how big of a god does yeah. it have to be until you're a warlock of a demigod? Like, right. and is like how is that? Di- why is that different? Well, warlocks, warlocks choose it. Clerics don't. I think clerics oh. are chosen. I mean, that's, that's how that's, I've always interpreted. Yeah, I mean, I think I think clerics do because they decide to go to church. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and when I'm like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a cleric of this god, and like do their obeisance, and I love you, God, and then the god goes, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, like, no, that's paladin. I think clerics are actually avatars of the god. They're chosen. I mean, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, that, and it might be different by setting. Again, here we are. In, the same in, problem. Again, in, right. in, yeah. in yeah. basic d and I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Did, did you think at all about that when you... Because you... Um, Bloodblade and Tusk is what I'm referring to has become more and more not I don't want to complicate it's the wrong word but it's a much more rich world yeah. than when you started it yeah. so you now have there's three schools of magic you're thinking about other things there's fey right there you know we played a little bit with divine thoughts of you know divinity or divine magic or those types of things too there's real sinister people wearing cloaks that stand on bridges that have to be attacked that's right yeah. exactly yeah yeah so the, do, you, do you think about that, or? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, one of the things that we only just barely sort of skimmed by it mm-hmm. was demonic magic, because yeah. demonic magic is actual demons that possess people magic. Yeah, and they can they people who are are willing to make that pact with the devil have an entirely different kinds of spells that they can they can perform. Can you can you make a pact with a demon to like partially possess yourself so you have control, but then you have demon powers? That cotton, you don't really have control, but okay. yet you do gain demon powers. Neat. Yes. Um, so, but, yeah. and I, and that's it, it, its own system entirely. Yeah. It doesn't borrow any of the magic stuff okay. at all. And their spells are specifically. I kind of based it a little bit off of the Exorcist. It's like, what kind of stuff would would they be able to do? Well, it might be very fast. They might be able to defy gravity, things like that. So. Um, 
So yeah, I, I and, and I made that its own thing. Yeah. It's not like here's the list of spells, but you only get to choose these. It's like it has its own. It's its own thing. Its own source of power and everything like that. And it, and those that's a pretty dark fucking text, I'll say, because those spells actually require like sacrifices and things I, in order I to perform. So I just could see, I could see a tiny bit of where it seemed like Abrea was going with uh, Kataba with her character, right? Um, who was not you know, dark magic or anything like that, but she wanted to possess de- uh, names of fallen angels or demons. Right. Was she a math magician? Mage magician, I think we kept yeah, calling yeah, her. Mage yeah, magician, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mage oh, magician? That, her character yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. But, but was yeah, I did, fascinating. It, it did have a, the, the demonic has its own magic. Now, the schools are just different traditions, but it's yeah. all the same spells. Again, just like D&D, it's like, I don't want to have to make three different magic systems just so people can yeah because I don't even see the demonic magic ever being used by players really yeah. I mean who knows oh, so this as soon as you make it it will be. I know <laughs> but I mean because it's it's dark as shit it's yeah. really dark and and um, but it's mostly f- for like uh, for villains okay. as a yeah something to fight against oh that's fascinating so. but um, yeah okay cool. so thank you John yeah. E Johnny for the email yeah. so yeah, to, to really kind of to kind of whittle it down to its essence, our answer is uh, it's your GM's job, and he is not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has to do better. We can do better. <laughs> and and if you want to run D and D, it's now your job. But it sounds like you don't. Right. Yeah. And D and D is not RPG for dummies. I don't think so at all. It's I a think very just specific type of game. Yes, yeah. to play. I yeah, think it's a great entryway into RPG. But you're more than entitled wow. to. I, you know, to like I know like people it. who love quests. Who love yeah. being the, the the guy that who goes in era. and fights the stuff and right and uh, and figures all these things out? I mean, it is it is its own very specific game, and people who like that game get to play it. That's awesome. exactly all right. Uh, so thank you, Johnny, for the email. Yeah. And then uh, trying new systems from Greg in Virginia, who would like to read this? Do you want to split it up, guys? Okay. I'll read like the first little bit, and then I'll that means I have to get my more. glasses out. Okay, here we go. Here. It's, it's weird because the guy from New Zealand doesn't mention Waitangi Day, but the guy from Virginia does. I know. Does. <laughs> I got all confused when I was reading. Uh, dear Happiest of Jacks, uh, Greg here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. If anyone dares read this in an accent, please do a Southern Gentleman. Uh, I'll let you, you gentlemen do that. First, let I'm me a, wish mm. you a happy... Waitangi Day. <laughs> Drink. Wait, 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 Wait. Happy Waitangi Day, which was like February sixth, yeah, fourth or something. It's late. Uh, Drink. Uh, not sure when you're going to read this, but we can all be Kiwis for a day. Yay! <laughs> Anyhow, drink again until it no longer matters. It never does. Yeah. Pass it along. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, secondly. I've been digging through your backlog, oh. if you know what I mean. She <laughs> <laughs> says, no, not that one, but I like my way better. Right. Uh, I've been listening to the APs, and I love them! Especially Star Wars Traveler, nice. Eldemy, and Saga of the Inukai. Excellent. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to write in with a question or comment about something that happened five or six years ago, only to remember that your folks can barely remember what happened last week. Especially yeah. last week. <laughs> That's a way to... Uh, Alone that many years in the past. But I digress. Uh, Do you want to keep going? Oh, you want me to read the 600-word paragraph? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That brings me to the third half of my email, trying new game systems. I play in a weekly D&D 3.5 game. We've got a solid group of people and have been gaming together consistently for many years. When I joined the group, we were playing mostly D&D 3... We did experiment with D20 Star Wars, D20 Modern. I played that one. I remember that one. And D&D 4th, but somehow never strayed far from what we knew. When our current 3-5 campaign finishes, there's talk of switching to D&D 5th. A most welcome change, I can assure you. But recently, I've been longing for greener pastures. Something other than D&D, sounds like. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have your actual place to think for that. My dilemma is this. Out of the six <laughs> players at the table, I'm the only one who has not DM'd a game. Even the newest guy to join us has run a one-shot in 5th edition. I'm starting to get the itch to try my hand at running a game, but as you can imagine... Excellent. Do it. You won't ever turn back. Yeah. 
It would be like uh, oh, I, I lost my place because I looked up. But as you can imagine, <laughs> I'm you, getting burned. There's another match. As you can imagine, fantasy. I'm getting burned out on the high fantasy stuff. Right. As an impulse buy, I picked up a song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones yeah. edition. I don't know if I wouldn't. If I would, that, isn't that still high fantasy? <laughs> well, well, no, that game is not. I would. I oh, would the game is more. Right. I would yeah. call it more low fantasy. Yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah. Okay. It's. It's a very. Uh, not everybody has dragons. It's a very machinations <laughs> game. <laughs> it's, it's. It's about the courts and their and their dealings right. with each other. Yeah. Until, there's until no the wall ma- falls, there's no magic to get. Game of right. like people who are magicians are are like that's you don't start as that. Yeah, and there's magic to avoid. Yeah, right. Yeah. At cost of life. I like D&D. Not D and D, but still fantasy. Started uh, reading through the book, and I started imagining what it would be like to run my very first game. This is also a very complex game. I mean, I, I read it, and I was, there's no way I'm going to run this. I mean, it's just way too. I would. Run it, it. I would run it if oh, I yeah. had a couple of years to spend on it. Because um, it's, it's just there's a lot of depth and, and texture in the game, and I, I don't know, it, it was woo, too much. I, I will talk about that later. Okay. Yes. Being the only introvert at a table with five extroverts, oh, go. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that. it will be challenging. And learning the rules for a new game mechanic and trying to run that game for this group is starting to make me rethink the whole idea. Should I stick with the game system that I'm familiar with, although I practi- I'm practically bored to tears with the setting and mechanics? I recall, uh, by the way, fifth, you'll probably be even more bored. I've, I've heard that Pathfinder players really just get really bored with fifth pretty quickly because there are a few player options. Yeah, you can't uh, uh, add them all together for more powers. Right. Yeah, right. <clears throat> I recall a past guest criticizing A Song of Ice and Fire. Maybe it's not the best game system for a new DM GM, but then what is Savage Worlds? Moment of Truth? Yeah. Oh. GURPS! Yeah! yeah. If nothing else, I hope this is a good topic for conversation. As always, drink. Thanks for all that you do. Greg, yeah. selfish Marlin on the forum. Nice. Um, so I remember, oh I think I know who it was who was critical of Song of Ice and Fire, and that was Joey. Because oh, okay. he played it before, and his uh, problem with it was that when you increase enough in, in power, it's not really levels, but as you get uh, get stronger... Your dice rolls become more reliable because you just add more d6s, right? right? So if you're rolling three d6, but your average is eleven, but it's kind of all over the place. If you're rolling seven d6, you're much more likely to roll near average, and that average is high enough that nothing is really that big of a problem except for the most difficult of difficult. Right. So when you get to to that part, uh, he was saying that it felt uh, less just interesting because you just pretty much always succeed, succeed yeah. un- unless you are trying to tap dance on a flying dragon. <laughs> um, okay. That uh, Now, uh, some people may see that as being better. I mean, that's what a lot of skill is, is just being more reliable. Like, if you're skillful with a bow, you just reliably hit that target more. Um, but uh, that's kind of up to the different, to different groups and different players. Some right. people may find it better, some people may find it worse, because if you're reliable, then you can take those risks, and push up that uh, 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 that difficulty to try and do just really crazy things. Right. Um, or some people uh, just will keep it as, like, their character is normal, and their character just always wins, which is kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I think that's kind of up to, to you and your, your group, what you would like better. I think also, we should, before we talk about specific games, I mean, it sounds like we might need to figure out what he wants. Because no high fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Did you have something to say on that? And uh, and, and uh, something that's different than D&D. Well, I, I wanted to hit re- really first, like, don't be worried about being the introvert at a table of five extroverts, because they play the game for you. That's right. Just yeah. don't be an extrovert yeah. at a table of five introverts. <laughs> That's more difficult. Yeah, you want to yeah, hang then yourself. It's, then it's like you're <laughs> but if they're all ham, just like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. Sit back play. and watch. Yeah. Right. It is fun. Just eat popcorn. And they'll thank you for such a wonderful game. Yeah. And you'll be like, uh, sure. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> One of the things that I'm thinking, if he wants a real departure setting-wise, because it, it, only because I just bought the 7th edition books right now and I'm reading them because I'm going to be running it this probably this summer or so, it's Call of Cthulhu. Mm, yeah, it's... Ooh. Totally different. Totally setting. different. If anything, it'll cleanse the palate. 
you know. Yeah. You know, and then you'll have a little more judgment. That's that's not a bad idea. And I've run the system. It's very good, very easy to pick up. You also just have to get it through their heads that they're not going to defeat the monsters. No. Right. Like, the most useless skill you can have is, like, firearms. Right. Like, Maybe the most so, dangerous skill you can have is firearms. It yes. gives you overconfidence. <laughs> and, and so, like, that might be difficult just as... That's a big switch. Right. But uh, I think it'd be fun. It'd I'd be a good palate cleanser. Right? I mean, yeah. you can do a one-shot. Um, I, I think that the fantasy genre is going to always sort of fall into D&D. The problem with 3.5 is that, especially if you've been playing it for years, is that this is um, everything's going to feel probably different and wrong going from that. I mean, that, that's going to be... I would I would make a huge departure, probably. Right. Like Song and Ice of Ice and Fire or Dungeon World or something that's just completely off the map that can't be compared to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Play Apocalypse World. Yeah, I wouldn't go to fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yet. I mean, do fifth later, maybe. Yeah, I'm just wondering, though, with the interest in Song and Ice and Fire, if he is just... Uh, kind of still interested in that medieval sort mm-hmm. of fantasy castles, you know, uh, right. with the whole Game of Thrones reference. And Court then, intrigue and so forth. Yeah. yeah. And There's a great system for uh, 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 basically like social combat, but it's not done uh-huh. as combat or whatever. It's, it's really, really good. And it's basically like, how much can you get the person to like you? Because that's a lot of what uh-huh. doing deals is. Sure. You know, um, it's, it's really interesting. I think it's really good. I, I there's there's the One Ring, um, which is a departure the from... The One Ring is supposed to be really good. I, I've been reading it. it. It looks a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's enough of a departure. It's fifth-ish, but it, it's it's low low magic fantasy. Uh, it's familiar tropes, and you have uh, a, a good departure from Pathfinder. I, I was going to actually recommend um, Savage Worlds for a throwback back right. into the day. But there is a setting book... That I can't remember the name of, and I was trying to check really quick, and the chat room will probably know, but it is, um, I've had, I have a group of friends who played a campaign for like three years that was a very Game of Thronesy campaign using this book as a, as kind of a reference, and I cannot remember the name. Yeah, yeah, so Savage Worlds will feel trad enough, I think you'd like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savage Worlds is and close enough. And the rule set is, I think it's a comfortable rule set if you're really familiar with D&D and you want to shift to something else but not have it be, not that I would try to talk uh, the mod of Song of Ice and Fire because I think it'd be a fantastic game to try. I think I, I the rule set is yeah. complicated. Yes, yeah. Uh, but Savage World Rifts, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Especially if you have people who are used to high fantasy. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. It's a kick in the pants. Mm, it's a good, good one. Yeah. 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 But I yeah I have a list of games in our long that if you wanted to switch genres, but if you really wanted to mm. kind of keep looking at this, I would say I. There's there's plenty of fantasy Savage Rift setting. I'm trying to remember one that I backed yeah. last year. Um, there's there's also Traveler. Yeah. You want yeah. to go away from that? Traveler's great, and yeah. character creation is so much fun, and it really like helps kickstart everybody like having like these weird ideas for their characters. Mm. And it is a very traditional game, an old game. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been updated. Yeah, yeah. but Mon- still, you're talking about mongoose. Yeah, mongoose. Yeah, don't do. Don't uh, buy Traveler Five. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you, did you ever get like the, the? Oh, I forget which one it is. Like I think it's first or second edition of like the old Traveler, where you there was a, an entire section on how to do sailing ships. Like where there's like wind that. comes this way, and it's like what speed uh. you can go to at like what point you're going into the wind. It was you know what? hilarious. It's like I am tacking. Why are you quicker? a page and a half on motherfucking <laughs> sailing ships. That I believe that was in an expansion book. Oh, okay. Because they because the early the little the little books they had a lot of because you had the basic three books that came in the box, mm-hmm. and then you had mercenary scout. High guard, right. all those things, and they ex- added expanded rules. But I do think I remember. I don't remember what it was called, but there was there was a book that had like all of like the odd, weird careers that no one would choose, and I think <laughs> Wet Navy was one yeah. of them. <laughs> and, and it, but it had other ones in there too. I don't remember what the other ones were because I used to have a very yeah. extensive collection of that stuff uh-huh. a long time. Yeah. Ago. If you want to go in that genre, Stars Without Number. Oh yeah. Stars right. that number is excellent. It's yeah. one of my favorite games, and it's very D anD D. But it's uh, real. I don't know how to. It's, it's great. It's OSR in space, and it's it's just a lot of fun. Mm. Starts with uh, numbers is awesome. I would also along the same lines as because I'm still riffing on the whole Game of Thrones and that whole oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, this is not exactly that, but uh, Iron Edda. Oh yeah, uh, which will be kickstarting. At some point, but you can get the versions that are out now, and they are published. There, it is available both as a fake game, 
So it's iron etta. Uh, that is war of metal and bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is and very metal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there is no! uh, there is actually a, a PBTA version that's called World of Metal and Bone. Um, this is a game where it's 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 fantasy. You've got dwarves. Um, but you've got, you know, it's kind of it's, it's Scandinavian Vikings, fantasy, yeah, Scandinavian yeah. culture, uh, bone bonded. Chromatic Chameleon says Iron Edda uh, is out last month. Yeah, it's it's oh, the, funded and it's delivered. Oh, yeah. okay. I believe the cool. digital. I don't know the. And print. that's the new Fate Accelerated version, but you can still get yeah. the original Fate Core. It's the same designer or, who did the second. Yeah, one. yeah, okay. they did Tracy. Um, uh, Weaver Child suggests Earth Dawn. Chromatic Chameleon suggests Torchbearer, yes. Dungeon oh, World, torch- oh, Burning torch- Wheel. Burning Earth, Wheel. I was going to say Burning Dawn. Wheel, but I was with the whole complicated rule. It's role. very yeah. complicated, but so good. It is. Uh, yeah. I, um, yeah, I would not go, when you mentioned yeah. Fate, I would not go to Fate right after 3.5. No, I, yeah. I, like, that is a, I that's thought, a big departure. Well, that's why I was mentioning, though, that I think it's super cool, because I, I don't disagree at all, Tappy. I think uh, the fact that it has the world of metal and bone, too, might be the PBTA yeah. version. Mm-hmm. Would be kind of nice. Uh, but I really think if you're ever going to play a PBTA game, you should play Apocalypse World first. I agree. 100%. Yeah. And I then don't. Happiest Apocalypse on Earth. Oh my gosh, By Christopher Gray. Is <laughs> that is so good. It's so good. It's, it's, it's so yeah, good. It is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love Happy's Buckley Thunder. Someone, uh, I think it was Eric from New Jersey, mm-hmm. he said he's giving me shit for, for running uh, a percentile date. The percentile based system. Oh, it's so much better now. They've, they've <laughs> had limitations. It's they've not so swinging. They yeah. fixed it a little because yeah. now they have a. They basically yeah. did what Travelers done and what D and D's done, where there's a bonus die or a penalty die. Mm-hmm. So you roll a tens die and either take the higher or the lower. So and your really skills start at a higher threshold. Yeah, yeah. They, they start higher. Now. Yeah. What if you got a set of loaded dice and like the GM would give you the dice that you're going to roll so that like determines <laughs> where it's going to go more. So it's. It's it's not a straight D one hundred. It's just like this loaded dice system. And so, like, I'm on board. Instead, instead of having it be higher difficulty, you just give them shittier dice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they're still loaded, so it isn't always going to be that. Or it's an additive game. It's like, oh no, you get a roll instead of three D six, you get a roll three D four. I think we made this problem worse by listing off a whole bunch more games. Right? Yeah, yeah I, we, we may have. I we think. Have. Um, it all depends. If you want fantasy, I think Song of Ice and Fire is fine. Um, I would probably yeah. do Dungeon World just to, again, a palate cleanser. Um, and if you would like to switch genres, I love the idea of going somewhere completely different like Call of Cthulhu right. or going sprawl. into space. The Sprawl. Oh, yeah. you know what? Uh, we didn't even do Fortune. The, uh, Blades in the Dark. They should do oh, Blades yeah. in the Dark. Ah, Blades in the Dark is not the first one I would run either. Mm. It's. I think it is one of the most fucking amazing roll sets and it's a super elegant game I think I would play Apocalypse World before I'd play yeah See to, the yeah. to find your sea legs the bones yeah. of yeah. the father yeah. before you yeah because uh, John that game is uh, that game is just awesome yeah. mm-hmm. oh someone is yeah. suggesting in the chat room that, that Stork should offer to bless people's dice at cons <laughs> and charge <laughs> That's a really good idea. Oh, get him a miter, right? With like a with like a one, a d twenty with a one yeah, on it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Incense. <laughs> um, That's funny. But I mean, it, <laughs> he'd be a, with a miter. He'd be a nine feet tall. Rod. Right. <laughs> now, now, if you are going to run, if you if you decide to run Song of Ice and Fire, yeah. The, one of the things that when I'm going to run a game, one of the first things I always do is make several characters just so I understand how character creation works. And then run those characters through like some sample combat. Yeah, do some skirmishes. To, just mm-hmm. so you can understand the rules before you get to the table and do it. Because you're going to screw up. It's, it always happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially the first time you run something, you're never going to do it perfect, perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, hopefully you've got players who are open minded enough to try something besides D&D. Because you may got you know, there's also that the people are like I only want to play D and D, and I kind of understand why. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you finish your thought. I, for sure. I think you could almost get a degree in D and D. Yeah, you know what I mean. And people have invested an enormous amount of time in a lot of, especially three point five, an old yeah. system that's been around for a while. They spent a lot of money on books. They've poured through those books and they've figured out and they've mastered the system. Yeah. You know, they've got to the point where I know what. Whatever whatever kind of character I'm making, I know what, what my goals are for what feats I want to get at what levels and everything. And 
and to pull that rug out from under people who are used to doing that, yeah. I cannot kind of understand why people get reluctant about it. I do. I mean, there are an awful lot of fantastic games out there besides D&D. But I, I do understand why people get a little hidebound by it. And sure. In that case, you might have to look for a splinter group or a, a different group to, right. you know, if they're just... Because what you reminded me of is is perhaps uh, having a conversation with people beforehand before you get super committed otherwise to this rule system if they're not at all interested in trying something else or they are maybe they want to flip the switch and they just want they're like hell yeah let's play Cthulhu right. or let's play uh, the sprawl mission based you know uh, cyberpunk oh the but, sprawl is so good yeah but but who knows I mean they might want to really play something different or they might want to just kind of baby step in there or right. they might want to just stick with D&D and then you know, still play, do your thing, but maybe. Yeah, I, I and, and uh, I mean, there are other D twenty based games that aren't high fantasy too. I mean, there's quite a bit. He's, he's mentioned a few of them that they yeah, played D twenty modern and stuff yeah. like that. Play Warhammer. Well, the new one I hear is great. <laughs> I haven't read it. The, the, I, oh, yeah. you mean the Warhammer? You 4. mean the actual? Yeah. Role playing game. The new one. They're, they're coming up with like a. They're, they're co- they've come out with like a core but, book. Wait, for yeah. fantasy or for 40K? For 40K. Okay. Yeah, for 40K fantasy, fantasy just came out. Yeah. Right, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. if Have they released the Warhammer 40K RPG yet? I'm not entirely sure. I, I don't I've think so. I've been chomping the bit to read it because it, from what I've heard, it's going to be really fucking cool. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, you're going to be able to play Aliens. Yeah. Which I don't think I've ever well, had Well, you can before. play... In the other one, you can't. there are certain aliens you can play. Like, you can play an orc freebooter. Oh, okay. Is one you can play. Or you can play uh, You can play a dark elf. Or a dark Eldar is uh, another one you can play. But you can't play all of them. You can't play, like... I don't think there's rules for regular Eldar. And there certainly aren't rules for, like, a Tyranid. Right. Or whatever. Um, but they've always been very, very, like, minimal and very specific when right. a certain book comes out. Um, so it's exciting to see what they're going to do with yeah. this one, like because you can only play an orc freebooter, which is like an orc pirate kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, instead of like you can be any orc you want, right? Um, so that's cool. Yeah, there's Vogue Traders, there's Coriolis, there's Numenera, there's um, I mean, there's a lot of trad e games. Oh, uh, Mutant Year Zero. Yeah, Mutant Year yeah. Zero. Gen Lab Alpha. Uh, Mutant Year Year Zero is. Awesome. But I right? don't know if I would call it trad. Well, well no. it's, a, it's, it's that, that, really that, that, that press does not uh, the new one, but like isn't that that's the game that was like a huge game thirty years ago and then it was rewritten. Oh, I haven't read the thirty to yeah. one. I've just read the new the one. The new one. The yeah, yeah that new one is that new, is is yeah. like the Tales from the Loop kind of yeah, it's, dice it's, rolling. Yeah, but, it, but it's from the same company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, those wily Scandinavians are making yeah. amazing right? games. They're making right. really good right? games. <laughs> yeah, and those games are filling up my bookshelves, and I don't have any game players to play those games with. Well, <laughs> that's why I totally get the the wanting to play different things all the time. It's so hard to, you right. know. And then you, you sometimes you want more than just a taste. So, oh yeah! Like doing the one shots at con are such a. That's like buying a flight of beer. Yeah. It's like oh I've got I get a little not quite satisfying amount of four different beers. Yeah. <laughs> and I really really liked this one and I liked right. this one tonight. Yeah, but it's like sometimes you want at least a short arc and then mm-hmm. it's not enough times in the in the hours in the day days of the week. Yeah, I always run out of time when I'm running a uh, a one shot. It's like, oh, I gotta wrap it up, and I only have half an hour left. Or, oh, oh right. I gotta wrap it up, and I'm an hour over. Well, that, that's why <laughs> when I run Call of Cthulhu, I'm, I've, I've run one shots of Call of, Call of Cthulhu before, and it, they went fine. But I want to run a campaign. I want to right. run yeah. that long, slow, where it's like that. slow build up yeah. through yeah. it. Yeah. I would love that, and not just explore, not just that, but also explore the fact that these people are going to basically leave their lives behind to go follow something yeah. and, ha- and how that's going to affect them. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Like, sounds- I'm going to mortgage my house because we have to get on a, a steamboat to London. It could be like the endless summer with Gnarly Hotep. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that'd be a great con game. After, uh, after <laughs> Is that something you want to look at? I, well, I Traveler... Totally it's going to take me a long time to prep it. I've yeah. just barely started prepping it, but I'm probably going to run Traveler, continue Traveler after Fair. Got it. So, because uh, we'll have to see where it is. Yeah. But I, I, I anticipate it's going to run. I, I won in that Cthulhu game. I'll, I'll, I'll do stuff. I'll, you know, okay. sacrifices. 
Don't say that on air. Oh my! There's like 30 whole people listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else anyone want to mention? That uh, any con stuff or anything else? Or thank you for the yeah. email there, Greg. We appreciate the email. Um, anything? Me? Anyone else? You start Fairville pretty soon, right? So two, I think it's in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh man! If you're local, <gasps> yes. Uh, at the Queen Mary on March 16th, they're having a um, uh, St. Patrick's Day Eve evening. Uh, I think it opened doors. I'm not. Don't remember exactly. I think the doors open at like eight, and then the downbeat is nine o'clock. They've got three different rooms that they're they're converting into Irish pubs. And the Poxy Boggards, the Merry Wives of Windsor, and Sportive Tricks will all be the featured bands in these separate rooms. That's so great. So, and Neat. I think it's yeah. like, I don't remember exactly how much. It's like 25 bucks a ticket, but I might be able That's to nice. pre-order them or something. Um, and I, it, from my understanding is all three acts are going to be doing basically three-hour sets. Like three oh 45-minute sets. Really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you want to come. Wow. Yeah, we, we're, we're, yeah, we're going deep into the catalog to fill out three yeah. hours. Trust me. <laughs> Awesome. So you're doing the oh, old stuff. Yeah. Some of it. We We're just went to the Queen Mary on oh, Sunday I'm for excited. Scottish Festival, and it's so much fun. I would go early and go on some of those tours. They have really great tours. Oh, do they? Yeah. Beautiful. I haven't been there in years. Me There's the one, the engineering tour. Left. They take you down yeah. into the boiler rooms. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <coughs> I chaperoned a prom there once. Oh, did you? Yeah, really? they, did they didn't vet us really well. <laughs> I was going to say, how did you get that gig? <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Okay. That's yeah, it? Yeah, and then Con is just around uh, the corner. Thanks for coming on again. Thank you. Yeah, and, and I'll be here tomorrow. Back. All right, excellent. Less traffic. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Tune into the Shadowgon <laughs> and then Traveler on Sunday. Yep. Yeah. And then Small Game Hunter tomorrow. So we got all sorts of stuff. All yeah, right. tune into Tomes. He'll be on at noon, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Small Game. Thank you for joining us for season 23, episode 19 of Happy RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. This is Tappy. I'm Chris. Uh, and we'll see you next week, Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific time, right here on the same fat channel. <laughs> and that's it. We'll leave with a song. From Michigan to Australia and maybe East Timor, be it Well, I 
first produced me pistol for she'd stolen away me rapier but I couldn't shoot the water so a prisoner I was taken well sure we got my dear I'm a dog whack for the daddy-o whack for the daddy-o there's whiskey in the jar now if anyone can save me it's my brother in the army and I think that he is stationed in Cork or in Killarney and when we get outside we'll go roving through Kilkenny and I'm sure he'll treat me better than the only sporting Jenny we're sure in a muddy rum a dog what's for the daddy-o what's for the daddy-o there's whiskey in the jar now there's some mistakes delights in the fishing and the bowling and there's others takes delight in the carriage gently rolling but me I takes delights in the juice of the barley and cordon pretty ladies in the morning bright and early we're sure in a muddy rum a dog whack for the daddy-o whack for the daddy-o there's whiskey in the jar we're sure in a muddy rum a Seating program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum. Why problem make when you no know problem have you don't want to make?